0: You are listening to Destination Church Belfast weekly podcast. You can find us at www.destinationchurchbelfast.co.uk. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Happy listening. Um, it's really, really good to be here. Um, uh, this is the this is the second time, sorry, I've done an announcement from here, but this is the second time I've sued on this. Stage and it's a nice view. I have to say, it is. It's nice. It's a nice like. It's just a different dynamic to be in the back in the, in the hall and thingy. But it, it it's nice. Um, different different view than we than we used to have when we were in mostly um, But yeah, no, it's it's great. And um, and I actually do enjoy doing these, uh, talks. The, uh, in the year of um new things, both thrilling and stretching, I have found every one of these to be stretching because <laughs> it's not uh it's not something that I would like normally do but I do enjoy doing it when I get here but uh, I have been stretched along the way um so we're just continuing with the the series the doors of destination um and in this series we have learned that Jesus Christ is the door and as you see him um As the door, you go through that door, and then you become a doorway for others. And we've talked about the different types of doors. We had the door of the killing, and how we are transformed in the fire of uh, trial and adversity. We had the door of responsibility, um, where Christ calls us to choose and respond, and it is our responsibility to do so. Um, Last week, Colin spoke about the door of becoming, and the call was to begin to take the necessary action to become who uh, who God is calling you to be. And where do all these doors lead? They lead to the destination disciple journey, becoming more like the destination Jesus in spiritual health and wholeness and maturity in the ministry. And today I want to talk um, about the door of community. Um, it's the first time I've done this too, so... see. Oh. Yep, we're working. <laughs> Good. Uh, the journey of discipleship is not a journey for a lone adventure. Um, We were made for community. The journey of faith is one that is better done together. God did not intend for us to live in isolation. He specifically designed us to crave and thrive in relationship with others. Um, We're our best selves when we're experiencing life's highs and lows together. Um, And the definition of community is, uh, there, when I looked up community and the definition of it, there was, there's two um, things. A group of people living in the same place are having a particular characteristic in common. And the second thing is a condition of sharing or having certain attitudes and interests in common. And you'll be glad to know that we are not building a commune and we're all going to live together. Um, I snore like a trooper, so you'll be, uh, you'll be especially glad that you don't have to, uh, to share a house with me. Um, Our community has been formed uh, because of the second definition, that we share um, and have certain attitudes and interests in common. We all want to become more like Jesus. Um, We have a common value for prioritizing his presence, and we are experiencing um, going deeper with him each week uh, in worship as we worship together in common unity, which, you know, see what I did there? Um, We are intentional in calling people up, to who he says they are Um, and we have a value for seeking first the kingdom Um, and Ruth pointed out to me that all the ministries uh, that have happened in this church so far have all had the word uh, king in them so uh, kingdom tots, kingdom kids, kingdom streets, now the men's ministry kings no pressure on Amy to come up with her name Um, but that means that we have a value on seeking first the kingdom and it also means um, that we have a value on our identity as sons and daughters of the King, and it's in our, uh, it's our identity, it's in our DNA, and it's running through everything. And that wasn't like those names were thought of all by individual people at different times, but they all had that in them. So it's just something that we have, and it's just going to um, continue to run um, in this uh, in our community. Uh, the importance of community and church, though, is not just a, a DCB value and a DCB principle. It's a, it's, a, it's a biblical command. Hebrews chapter 10, 24 and 25 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward the love of God and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and even more as you see the day approaching. Like you don't have to look far in scripture to see the value um, that is placed on community. And Paul in that verse just comes out and gives it straight that Christians shouldn't fail to meet with other Christians. Because when we meet with fellow Christians, you have uh, godly examples of behavior and, poli- uh, and beliefs that can spur you on in your own spiritual growth. You have access to people who have act- to actively encourage you and walk beside you in both your trials and your joys. And as I'm thinking of the King's ministry, that's something that I want to explore, how we really get like the, the, the Paul and Timothy sort of relationship set up and going, um, 'Cause it 'cause because it, it's vitally important that you have, you know, people that have been on the journey before and you're able to get in behind them and follow them um, you know, and do as they do. Um I believe that communities are like sports teams. Um Colin's probably just switched off. <laughs> <laughs> but so sports teams are uh, groups of individuals that are united for a common purpose. Theirs is normally to win trophies. Ours is to glorify God. Um, effective teams pursue a common outcome and have a common goal that they want to reach. And there are some things that every great team has in common. Um, and I think that they're important when it comes to uh, being in community as well. Um, and I'm going to name three, but I think there's, there's way more than three. The first thing is, is good communication. Each member of the team should be able to communicate efficiently and openly with other members on the team individual talent is the second thing and then the third thing is a sense of belonging to the team some of these things can be worked on on the training pitch and um, and in practice others uh, only happen when they're developed through shared experience and ex- third experience playing the games on the pitch in it. And, and that's the only way that, that you can grow those um, when i played rugby The bonds between the players grew stronger and deeper playing games, particularly after you had won um, a tough, hard game. Um, Why why was that? Because we had the shared experience. We had been through it together. Some games, just as these guys are, you'd be sat around the dressing room, so tired, you couldn't even take your boots off. Every part of your body's aching. And you're just looking around the room. Like you're sitting there, you're knackered, <laughs> you're trying to get your breath back, your whole body's sore, you can't even take your boots off, and you're just, you look around the room, and you, you're looking into everybody's eyes that's there, and you all know, and there's no, nobody needs to say anything, but there's a bond that's starting to form, because you've been through it together, you've been through, uh, you know, the tough things, you've put your head in a rock, not because you wanted to, but because you needed to for the team, for the benefit of the team. You got hurt, your teammates got hurt, they got hurt for you, but the bones were built because it was shared experience. Um, and that, that, that's how bones are built. And I, I think, and I can say honestly, that I've had that same experience here. And it's normally like after worship um, and after the, 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 the time of the corporate prophetic. And like Andrew comes up and he tries his best and he, he is good at it, giving language to what has just happened. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we're just sitting there with that shared experience all looking around just going, what's going on? We don't know, but the bonds are forming between us because it's a shared experience and we've been through it together. Um, And I just want to say that I appreciate each and every one of you for for continuing to do that in this community, that each of you shows up and is prepared to pay the cost of death to self um, so that we can all become more like Jesus. And the more that we do that, the stronger the bonds in the community are going to be because we need more shared experience. Um, The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is present when the believers gather together. Matthew 18 verse 20 um, says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Community attracts the Holy Spirit. When we worship together in common unity, He comes in ever-increasing measure. It's not just that we're all present in the room. It's more than that. We're all united together with one aim to glorify God with our worship. And the more connected and united we are as we worship him, the more he will come. If we keep pressing on and keep pressing in together and be united, you will find yourself joyfully ruined by God, stunned by his beauty, overwhelmed by his majesty, captivated by his grace, overcome by his love, and rendered helpless by his glory. That'll change your life. You don't need anything else. That'll change your life right there. It can only happen though, we're in common unity, to worship him. And we do it, but not for what we can get out of it, but because of who it is. Because of who he is, that's what we want. The change and transformation that we receive is not the priority; it's the byproduct of it. Seek first the kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. Um, I don't have this in my notes, but I was watching a, like a podcast thing this week, and they were discussing worship and how people are like, "Oh, I really felt God in worship," and that's what they want to come to church for. And what happens is in life, out in 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 the secular life people have different coping mechanisms of how to um, like deal with stuff. You know, it, it, it could be anything. Uh, but when they come to church and things are getting stirred up and the Holy Spirit's convicting them of things, their coping mechanism is worship because or that's how they're, like whatever they're dealing with, their coping mechanism is worship. and And that's great when you first come, but you need to get beyond that. You need to know that The life of a disciple is not just that moment in worship that makes you feel better. It's what you do with it and how you get changed and transformed after that. Um, But when we worship in community, there is no doubt that he comes. um, And we've all seen it, and we can all testify that our lives are better for it. Um, DCB, uh, here we have real value for community. and So much so that we're going to have it written on the wall in, in, big, um, in big letters. We want to be a community known for his love. And hopefully, if you've spent any time with us here, you will know th- these three things. You're known, you have value, and you're loved. You're known, you have value, and you're loved. What do you think about that? Do you believe it for yourself? Or do you think, yeah, that's okay for Gareth, or, or that's all right for Tishy. Do, do you believe it for you? It's the year to choose who you want to be. Will you choose to accept it in this place? You are known, you have value, and you are loved. If you choose to accept it, you will integrate into the community. Bonds will form, and you'll integrate in seamlessly. If you choose to reject it, the likely is is you'll stay in the periphery and you'll keep your distance. And if you keep doing that, you'll decide that we've rejected you and you'll leave. Um, this is a community that wants to be known for his love. We're not giving up on anybody. Community fosters love. Corinthians 13, which ends with, and now these things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of leaves is love. Paul held love above all else in the letter to Corinthians, and he did the same in his letter to Colossians. Colossians three, thirteen and fourteen, it says, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has any grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgive you, and over all of these virtues put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. For this to be a community known for his love, we must do two things love other members of the community, and allow ourselves to be loved. That may or may not be easy for you, depending on your previous experience of love or your previous experience of people in general. But this is the year to choose who you want to be. It's the new year of new things, both thrilling and stretching. You no longer need to be trapped by your past. The choice is yours. Your community needs you, and as Andrew said, we definitely need you next week. (laughs) One of the important keys of community is you, you the individual. Um, Although we are gathered with common purpose and a common goal, it doesn't mean that we all have to be clones or robots. Individuals matter in community. Um, Romans chapter 12, verse 4 and 8 says, For just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members Do not all have the same function. So, in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace uh, given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give someone encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do so diligently. If it is just to show mercy, just do it cheerfully. Here, you're known, you have value, and you're loved. Each of us has different talents and abilities. And if we're going to thrive as community, we all need to contribute what we have to give. In this community, you aren't called to sit on the sidelines. You aren't called to be a substitute. Everybody gets to play. You may not be called to preach from the front or to lead worship. Thankfully, I'm not called to lead worship because I... I can sing all right, but not great. Um, your ministry might just be an open ear to listen as someone shares over a cup of coffee. There is no point in a football team only having, right-sided foo- only having right-footed players. There would be no balance on the team. There is no point in a rugby team all being 20 stone props. The small, nimble wingers would dance around them and score tries for fun. Um, It takes all shapes and sizes, and every God-given talent and ability is important and is required. Here we have Eric Cantona. Roy Keane and Eric Cantona in the early 90s um, were completely different footballers. They were both at Manchester United. They were both brilliant uh, players. Each of them had different values um, and attributes. Roy Keane was all about the team. Every member had to work hard. Everybody had to work as hard as him. You couldn't you couldn't um express your individuality really because you just had to work hard and fill in your space. Eric, he just wanted to walk around with his collar up, his chest popped up, his shirt unfurled. He just owned the place. He was born to play at Old Trafford. He loved it. He just swanned around, but both were needed because before uh, Sir Alex Ferguson brought Cantona to the team United weren't very successful they were um, like a functioning team that just worked hard but they didn't win many trophies because they didn't have moments of individual brilliance um, Roy, Tien- Roy Keane valued the team and his effen- emphasis was on hard work and high standards Cantona was the individual he wanted to express himself and show how good he was both were needed and both were necessary Without Roy's work, Cantona wouldn't have got the opportunity to strut around Old Trafford like he owned the place. Um, and equally, without Cantona's brilliance, Roy's hard work would have been in vain as the team wouldn't have scored as many goals. In community, sometimes you're going to be called to be the Roy, doing the on dirty work behind the scenes that is vital to keep things going. Other times you'll be the Eric, you'll be front and centre on the stage, and it'll be It'll, it'll be your moment. But our personalities can keep us trapped in one role or another. If you believe you're not good enough, tall enough, holy enough, whatever the defense is of your position, if you don't deal with it, it will form a stronghold in your life. Can I get the worship guys up? What if God has called you to be a cantana? and you don't want them to stand in the spotlight. Or vice versa, if he's called you to be a Roy Keenan and work in the background, and you just want to hog the spotlight, because arrogance can be just as big a stronghold. This is the year to choose who you want to be. It is the year of new things, both thrilling and stretching. You can choose to break those strongholds down. Just because it's always been a certain way, doesn't mean it has to stay that day. Way. This community will thrive when as individuals we accept the responsibility to choose who he has called us to be at any given moment. Who's he asking you to be? Who's he calling you to be? Will you stand with me, please? I have some questions first to consider as usual. And if you can answer yes to any of them or you just want ministry um, just join me at the front. Do you want to be part of a people of common unity with one goal to glorify him? Can you accept did you have value both here in DCB but also in the kingdom? Are you letting old strongholds suppress your individual identity in him? If you can answer yes to any of them, or you just want ministry, join me at the front. You have been listening to Destination Church Belfast weekly podcast. Remember to check us out at www.destinationchurchbelfast.co.uk and have a great week.